Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. All right, but understand that God isn't in the business of making your name great. All right, he's in the business of getting his glory and he won't share that glory. He, he's not in the business of, of, of sharing his glory. That's, that, that's, that's, supposed to be, that's supposed to come to him. All right, so it, it's it's not about making our name great. It's not about, you know, us getting notoriety for ourselves, but it's all about uh, bringing glory to the Father. It's all about bringing glory to Jesus. It's all about recognizing them. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the King the Rock Network. I'm so excited that you decided to join it with me today. Um, I don't believe that you're here by accident and I don't believe that you're here by coincidence, but I believe that the Lord has led you here because he has something great in store for you that will impact and change your life. Amen. Now, as you know, we are still continuing in our segment, in our series entitled Walking Through the Word. All right, if you haven't already done so, I definitely encourage you to go back and to, to start from the beginning if you haven't done so yet. Um, you can find all of these messages on kingdomrock.org. Again, you can find all of these messages, these previous messages on kingdomrock.org. Amen. Now, we are now in part 10 of this series. It's going. We're walking through it. We're in part 10 of this series and we are in um we're we're going to be coming from John chapter 6 today, um the top part of this. Um and we're not going to go we're not going to prolong any time. We're going to go ahead and get right into the reading of scripture. Um I definitely encourage you to get your Bible, um get your phone or just follow along with me. All right, so we'll be reading from John chapter 6 and this is going to be the NLT version, the New Living Translation. Amen. So and it reads as follows. After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed the hill and sat down with his disciples around him, and it was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone number about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted, and everyone was full. Jesus told his disciples, now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. When the people saw him, talking about Jesus, do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, surely he is the prophet we have been expect we have been expecting. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. Amen. Now, 
This is a story that we have read. This is a story that many of us know. Um, we, this is something that we probably learned in like Bible school or something of that nature as a child. The story of Jesus, you know, feeding the five thousand with the 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 uh, with the bread and with the fish, with the with the few that he had, the lack that he had in, in that. Um, but understand something. Many times there are oftentimes hidden principles that we can miss um, in these type of stories, in these type of accounts, uh, because we oftentimes attribute certain messages or we attribute certain things to these uh, to this account or to these type of accounts. Um, but in doing this, we can oftentimes close ourselves for, uh, from further revelation that God wants to reveal to us. Amen. Now, when we look at this particular story and really slow down to understand what Jesus is not only trying to teach his disciples, but what he is trying to teach us, there is a message that is a message that is, I believe, is going to be applicable for every single believer. Amen. Let's look back here at, uh, at verse five and it reads as follows. It says, uh, Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Amen. Now, there, there's one core question that I believe is at the heart of every individual. I, I believe this is the question that, that, that is even at the heart of every believer. All right. And, and, and that is what do I have to contribute to society? All right. What, what do I have to attribute to the kingdom? What do I have to attribute to the world? Amen. And oftentimes, again, we, we hear this story, we talk about the miracle that Jesus did. We talk about how God, you know, is a God of multiplication and things of this nature. But there's one thing that we that we don't oftentimes hear with this story, and that's about the young boy. Uh, we oftentimes hear about everything else, but we don't we don't we seldomly hear people talk about the young boy in this story. All right. Understand that the biggest character in this account outside of Jesus is actually this young boy. All right. And the thing about it, this young boy isn't even named. It doesn't name him. It just says he's a young boy. Amen. So there's one thing we have to understand. One thing that Jesus is trying to teach. One thing that Jesus, I believe, is trying to teach us here um, and, and is trying to teach the body and is trying to teach the church even in today's time is that in order for us, rather, in order for God to use us, he doesn't have to make our name great. All right. In order for us to rather in order for him to use us greatly, he doesn't have to make our name great. Amen. There's one misconception of the world that has even slipped into today's church. Um, and, and, and this is mindset or this concept of in order to be approved by God, uh, he has to make my name big. In order to be validated by the world, I had to be known. All right. I had to make a name for myself before I can do anything. All right, but understand that God isn't in the business of making your name great. All right, he's in the business of getting his glory, and he won't share that glory. He, he's not in the business of, of, of sharing his glory. That's, that, that's, that's, supposed to be, that's supposed to come to him. All right, so it, it's, it's not about making our name great. It's not about, you know, us getting notoriety for ourselves, but it's all about uh, bringing glory to the Father. It's all about bringing glory to Jesus. It's all about recognizing them. Amen. Now, you may ask then, 
if this is the case, if it's not about making our names great, if it's not about notoriety, if it's not about, you know, uh, this right here, then why is it that sometimes uh, God will place certain believers um, in positions of notoriety? Are and not others. Um, we can make about you know some of the big names you know um, in the body. You know the TD Jakes and the, and the big names like that that everybody knows. All right, so you, you, maybe your question: if if what you're saying is true, Caleb, then why does he place certain people on on, on these platforms? Why does he uh, place certain people here? Why does he place certain people there and not place others there? Well, if this is your question, I'm glad you asked. Uh, let's turn here to First Corinthians twelve, uh, verse twelve. Um, and the Apostle Paul says this, he says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves and some are free. But we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has different parts, not just one part. If the foot says I'm not part of the body because I am not the hand, that does not make Rather, that, that does not make any less that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not the eye, would that make it any less of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how could you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and less important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we are careful, rather we, so we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. While the most honorable parts do not, does not require any special care. So God has put the body together in such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the, or rather, this makes for harmony among the, uh, the members. So that's all the mem- rather, so that all the members care for each other. So we see here that Paul is affirming that in the body of Christ, there are in fact many parts. All right. And, and just like it is with our natural body, there are some parts that are seen more often um, than other parts. And there are some parts that you may never see. Amen. So it's important that even as we are in the body of Christ, that we don't try to make a name for ourselves. Or it's, it's important that we don't try to conform to what other people are uh, to try to conform to other people's identities. All right. Or what someone else is or who someone else is. Amen. Paul says that's just like the foot saying that I want to be the hand or that's just like the ear saying I want to be the eye. All right. So understand that a hand can only be a hand. A foot can only be a foot. An eye can only be a eye. An eye can only be an eye. So by the same token, you are at your highest functionality in the body of Christ when you are being what he has called you to be. Amen. So, yes, God may indeed place people in certain places um, in the body of Christ where they may seem as if they get more notoriety, as if they get more attention. All right. Or he may place some people where, you know, maybe a few people just know them or he may place, you know, some people, maybe just a community, a small community may know them. But nevertheless, a prerequisite for God to use you isn't that he has to make your name great. All right. In fact, the prerequisite for God to use you is that you must be willing to decrease in all that you are so that his name may be made known. Amen. 
I love how Paul says in Galatians 1.10, he says, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing someone, rather, if pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. All right. Now, again, if you know the story of Paul, he's very well known. All right. He, he was very well known as an enemy to the church and a friend of Pharisee. And he even switched sides. He became a friend of the church. He became a friend of God. He became a, a part of the body of Christ's body and became an enemy to the Pharisees. So he's very well known among both sides. All right. And, and but he says, you know, uh, if, if I'm trying to uh, get the approval of man, I'm not even going to be a servant of Christ. That's not the point. So what is he saying? I'm not trying to make a name for myself. I'm trying to bring glory and honor to the father. I'm trying to bring glory and honor to Jesus. Amen. So it's not about winning people's approval. Or it's not about making our own name, our own name known. It's not about making a reputation for ourselves, but it's, it's rather uh, about bringing Jesus into the foreground of our lives. And we play the background. Amen. I love how John the Baptist says it um, earlier in, in the book of John. He says that I must decrease so that he may increase. And even with John the Baptist, John the Baptist was well known as well. People knew who John was. High ranking people knew who John was. But even John says, I must decrease so that he may increase talking about Jesus. All right. So it's not making it's not about making a name for ourselves. It's not about making our own selves great. All right. You don't have to be great. You don't have to be a big name, quote unquote, in order for God to use you. All right. And even if those you see may be in these positions where the name may be made great, their perception or their mindset should be, though I am in this place, I'm not trying to bring glory in order to myself. I'm trying to glorify the father. I'm trying to glorify Jesus. Amen. And that's why I love the fact that though this young boy who is nameless in this story, Jesus chooses this same young boy to uh, do a miracle. All right. He used what this young boy had, this nameless young boy to do a miracle. Amen. One of the most important appendages on a human body, scientifically, uh, believe it or not, is your thumbs. All right. And, and here's just a small list of everyday, everyday things that you may do with your thumbs or that you couldn't do if you didn't have your thumbs. Brushing your teeth, putting your clothes on, buckling yourself up, you know, buttoning yourself up, driving, drinking a glass of water. Drinking a glass of juice, eating. And this is just a very minute list of things that you wouldn't be able to do if you didn't have your thumbs. All right. And if you don't believe me, I, I definitely I, 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 I dare each and every one of y'all to either do this with your thumbs for about 20 minutes straight and try to perform some stuff or tape your thumbs down together for 15 minutes straight and see if you can try to do these activities. It won't happen. All right. But the point I'm trying to make is that. Though these are very important, those we use these more than, than you often realize, we don't wake up every morning and say, oh, Lord, I'm just so thankful for these thumbs. Lord, I'm just so thankful for these thumbs. These thumbs are amazing. We don't go around telling each other, man, I got some good thumbs, man. These things are, are getting me, you know, getting me through it, man. We don't go around doing this, though these are extremely important to our everyday life. All right. These are extremely important to our everyday life. We don't go around glorifying these thumbs. All right. But just because we don't glorify them, just because we don't bring attention to them, doesn't mean that they're any less uh, any uh, less important than anything else on our bodies. Amen. So, again, back to my original point, in order for God to use you, you don't have to have the biggest name. 
All right, you don't have to have the biggest platform, but you only must be willing to be that which what God has made you to be in order for his name to be made great and to bring glory to his name. I love how Jesus says in the Matthew 5, 16, he says, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise our heavenly father. All right. So again, here's the thing. It's not about doing things to be made known with men. It's not about, you know, serving God to be made to be made known in front of men. That's not what it's about. It should always be about bringing glory and honor to the father. It should always be about recognizing who Jesus is. Again, it's about bringing him to the forefront of our life. And we play the background. Amen. Amen. So, again, it's not about you. All right. It's not about making a reputation for yourselves, but rather it's about bringing glory and honor to your heavenly father. Amen. So, again, this boy, this boy in this story who doesn't have a name, who is nameless. I'm not going to say that he doesn't have a name, but the Bible doesn't name him. But this boy who is nameless, Jesus chose to use this nameless boy. Jesus chose to use this young boy and able to feed 5000 plus individuals. All right, because there was women and children there as well. The 5,000 was just the man. All right, 5,000 men plus women and children. So through this one boy, through this nameless boy, Jesus was able to feed a multitude. Amen. And you may thank yourself as least important. All right, you may think of yourself as a no name. All right, just as this little boy was. But if you can get past that and be willing to be what God has called you to be, or he will work with you mightily, just as he did with this young boy. Amen. And understand that in doing this and in humbling yourself, God will actually himself raise you and honor you, just as he did with Christ Jesus. Jesus humbled himself unto death, and the Father raised him to the highest honor at the right hand of the Father, at the right hand of himself. So you got to understand that if you humble yourself, the Father will raise you. He'll raise you the right way. He'll make your name known before man. All right? We ain't got to do it ourselves. We just got to bring glory and honor to who he is. Amen. Hallelujah. So again, we must develop a mindset, not of God, make my name great. God, make my ministry known. God, let everybody see what I'm doing. But rather, oh God, use me for your glory. Hallelujah. So don't think because people don't know who you are that you are not known by God. Or you can be nameless in the sight of man. You can be least important in the sight of man, but God knows you. Amen. And again, I love how Jesus says it like this um, in, 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 um, in the earlier part of one of the gospels. He says, but many who are the greatest now will be the least important then. Talk about in the kingdom. Many who are great now will be least important then. And many who are least important now will be the greatest then. All right, so don't think because of whatever you're doing for the Lord, whatever you're doing that may seem is insignificant compared to what other may be doing or compared to what this person may be doing or compared to what the pastor may be doing. Don't think that because what you're doing, it may seem insignificant to you because of God. People may not see it. People may not recognize it, but God sees it. Our, our faithfulness is to God. Our faithfulness isn't to man. Our, and when we are submitted to him, we're submitted to the God and the man. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, there is another dimension that I want to look at in regards to this story. Let's look here at verse eight, and it reads as follows. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five, uh, with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Now, 
let's talk about this. There's a group of people that are in need of something. All right, Jesus saw the multitude, he, and, and he, he's inquiring of his apostles, of his disciples. He's inquiring, where can we get, you know, what, what, what can we do to feed all of these people? All right. And we know that Jesus ended up feeding the multitude with the five, the five barley loaves and two fish. But before Jesus did any of this, before Jesus did a miracle, Simon Peter's brother, Andrew, Andrew questioned what the little boy had. Now, Jesus already knew what he was going to do. Jesus already knew how he was going to move. All right. Jesus was just testing them. But Andrew's brother, rather Peter's brother, Andrew, questioned what the little boy had. The same thing that God you rather the, yeah, the same thing that God used, the same thing that Jesus used to perform a miracle, the five barley of loaves and the two fish, the same thing that Jesus used was the very thing that Andrew questioned. Amen. He says, We got these five barley um of loaves. Um, we have these two fish, but what good is that? What 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 good is that? But what they felt to rather what he felt to initially realize and what the rest of them felt to uh, initially realize is that where they saw lack, there was actually hidden provision where they saw a little bit. God says, that's all I need. Jesus said, that's all I need. Amen. So I pose to you that just like this little boy, we all possess something that others may question. Are we all possess something that even we may question ourselves that God has placed in us? We all question. Uh, we, we all have something, something in us that we may even question, even as Andrew had questioned this young boy. Amen. God has placed something in you. And to you, that may seem small. Whatever he has placed you, it may seem small to you. To others, it may seem insignificant. But to him, that's all he needs in order to show forth his glory in the earth. All right, you got to understand something. This little boy, this this little bit that this little boy had was an answer to many. All right, because Jesus wanted to feed the multitude, but there, there was nothing there in which he could do it but what this little boy had. So what this little boy had, the little bit of what this little boy had was an answer to many. All right, and I pose to you that God has placed something in you that is an answer for somebody. All right, there is a problem in this world that only you can solve. All right, and there's a problem in this world that only what God has placed in you can solve. The purpose that he has placed you, what he has destined for you, only you can do it. Nobody else. Only you. And this is true for every single believer, no matter who you are. No matter how insignificant you think you are, no matter how small you are, oh, I just got to say yesterday. I know what's no. No matter who you are, this is true for every single believer. God has placed purpose on the inside of inside of every one of us. Amen. But again, so oftentimes we like to talk like Andrew. There are five barley loaves here, Lord, and two fish. But what good is that? What good is this that is actually uh, that, that that it has any significant bearing? Lord, how can this little make any impact? In essence, what we say to ourselves and what people say to us is that which which you have given us is actually invaluable. That's what we're actually saying. That's what Angel was actually saying. Lord, we have this, this, this little, you know, these, these few pieces of bread. We have these few pieces of fish. But compared to what these people need, this is invaluable. All right. The very answer that God wanted to use, Peter, rather, Andrew said this is invaluable. But what good is this? Amen. But again, where they saw insignificance, where they saw lack, where they saw a little impact, Jesus saw provision in the answer for many. All right. So what God has placed in you, if you would just come to him, 
Whatever God has placed, if you would just come to him because he has placed something in every single one of us. He has placed purpose in every single one of us. If you would just come to him or if you would just give thanks to him, all that he has placed in you, he will multiply. All right. What he has placed in you will be an answer for somebody. Amen. Don't think yourself as insignificant. Don't think yourself as purposeless for we all have purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. And then we'll conclude here. Um, we'll pick back up at 22, but I'm going to go ahead and read 13 to 14. And it says, so they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. When the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, surely he is a prophet. We are, we are expecting. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away in the hills by himself. Hallelujah. So. As we conclude here, we'll pick back up at 16. But as we conclude here, understand something. God has placed something in you. Whatever God has placed in you, maybe he has revealed it to you. Maybe he hasn't yet. But if you continue to seek him, if you continue to seek him, even when he reveals it, because God works in very small things. Our God works in very small things. God works in seed form. Our God will plant a seed of purpose in you, but you must go to him. He'll, he'll bless it and he'll multiply it. All right, there's something in you that somebody else needs. There's something in you that somebody else needs. There is purpose in you that is an answer to a problem in this world. This is true for every believer. This is true for me. This is true for your mama. This is true for your daddy. This is true for your brother. This is true for your sister. This is true for you. There is something in you that God has placed in you that is an answer to a problem in this world. But you must go to him. You must go to him just as they brought these five barley of loaves and these two fishes to him. He blessed it. He gave thanks to the father and, and, and it multiplied. You must bring yourself to him in the purpose that he has placed in you will be revealed. It will blossom and it will bloom. Amen. So, again, this is all that we have. This is all that I have for you all today. Um, we're going to pick back up here at verse 16 next time that we meet. Amen. I pray that this has truly blessed you. And even as we head out, I want to just say a quick prayer for every single person that's watching under the sound of my voice. So whatever you're doing, just bow your head unless you're driving. Continue to drive, but just let your heart listen in. So dear Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, oh God, Father, we just come before you, Lord God. Father, every single person that is watching right now, Every single person that may be struggling with what their purpose is, every single per person that may be struggling with what you have called significant in their lives, but what they call insignificant, Lord. Lord God, help them to see that in what you have placed them through your eyes, Lord God. Help them to see the significance of what you have placed them, Lord God, through your eyes, Lord God. Father God, help them not to be like Andrew, Lord God, and to doubt that very thing that you have placed them that could be an answer to many, Lord God. But the purpose in which you have placed them, Lord God, may you reveal it to them, Lord God. May you reveal it to them, Lord God. And Lord God, I pray that it is an answer to many, Lord God. I pray that you help us to realize that it is significant, Lord God, that they do have value, Lord God, that they do have impact that can cause change in this world, Lord God. Lord God, help every single person that may be struggling with this, Lord God. And Lord God, help us not to doubt ourselves in this area, Lord God. But Lord God, we trust in you, Lord God. We know that you have placed purpose in each and every one of us. Lord God, reveal this to us by your spirit. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, and we thank you for your son. And we thank you for your spirit that continues to guide us in all that we do. Lord God, continue to grace us in all that we are in every area, part of our lives, Lord God. And we give you the praise and the honor, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
So I pray again that this has truly blessed you. It has truly been a blessing for me. And I will see you all next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.